Hi everyone and welcome to South Asia Sphere, our monthly roundup of news events and developing stories across South Asia. I'm Raisa and I'm joined by my colleagues Marlon, Shweta and Saheli from Colombo, as well as Aimun from Karachi and Sana from New Delhi. Hi guys. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. So our main story this week is going to be on recent protests against militancy in Swat Valley. We'll also be talking about Sana Matu and other Kashmiri journalists being barred from international travel, the sudden killing of ARY news journalist Arshad Sharif, recent airstrikes in Myanmar and developments in the dispute over the contested Shagos Islands. Let's begin with what's been happening in Swat. On 10th of October in Pakistan's Swat Valley, an unidentified person opened fire at a school bus, killing the bus driver and injuring two school children. This has sparked some of the largest protests in the valley, joined by local organizations, residents, school teachers and students who are protesting against a surge in such killings and militancy in the region. The protesters dispersed after over 40 hours after the authorities agreed to investigate the matter and pay compensation to the driver's family. So Swat Valley was a stronghold of Tehrik-e-Taliban Pakistan or TTP till 2009 and the residents fear resurfacing of TTP in the region and blame it for recent attacks. However, there has been no claim of responsibility for the attacks so far. Some of the slogans raised at the protests were, and I quote, We demand peace on our soil, we cannot let the hard-earned peace be destroyed, and act now against the attackers before it becomes too late. Yes, Sana, and um, these protests in Mingora Swat demanding that the authorities protect them from the militants comes exactly 10 years ago this month from when Malala Yousafzai, who was 15 at the time and had become a target for her campaign for a girls' education, um, she was shot in the head by the TTP militant group, which was very similar to the recent school van attack on 10th of October. Um, and now a decade on from the TTP's attack on Malala, hundreds of TTP fighters have been returning to the northwestern province of KP, including Malala's home district of Swat Valley, where the militants are accused of carrying out targeted killings and attacking locals. So um, from what I've read, ever since the Taliban took over in August 2021, uh, militant groups operating in the region have been strengthened. Groups like the Islamic State Khorasan and the Tehrik-e Taliban Pakistan have been increasing the frequency and sophistication of their attacks. This is what the UN Security Council has been noting in their frequent reports. Uh, many groups, including uh, the TTP, are actually operating across borders as well. The Pakistan government says that the TTP, for example, is actually based in Afghanistan but carrying out attacks in Pakistan. In 2021 alone, the TTP and its allies actually carried out at least 128 attacks in Pakistan, according to the Islamabad-based think tank, the Pakistan Institute for Peace Studies, and they have killed hundreds of people, including dozens of security personnel. Meanwhile, there was recently a suicide bomb attack at the Russian embassy in Kabul, 
which was actually claimed by the Islamic State Khorasan on the 5th of September, leading to six deaths, including embassy staff. While these attacks indicate that the groups in the area have gained in confidence, they also show that the Taliban is not really able to consolidate its regime, and this is something that we are actually exploring in an upcoming piece, so um, that will be out soon. And on the 30th of September, a suicide bomb attack targeted the Kaj Education Center in a predominantly Hazara neighborhood in Kabul, where students were sitting for a university practice exam. Taliban security officials said that 25 people were killed, but the UN and the Associated Press reported more than 50 deaths, mostly young women between the ages of 18 and 25 from the Hazara community. No group claimed responsibility, but the Taliban attributed the attack to Islamic State Khorasan. And on the 22nd of October, a Taliban spokesperson said that six ISK members were killed in a raid on a hideout in Kabul, including the orchestrators of the suicide bombing. Thank you, Saheli. Many suspect that the recent spate of attacks in Pakistan are a possible result of the growing animosity between the Pakistani state and Tehreek-e Taliban Pakistan. The two parties came to the negotiation table back in July, facilitated by the Afghan Taliban. However, conversation has stalled since then. According to reports, Tariq Taliban Pakistan demanded a demerger of the federally administrated tribal area, FATA, from the province of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, a demand that the Pakistani state has refused to accommodate. The Taliban have also alleged that the Pakistani military has been conducting regular raids and arrests at their strongholds, which makes it impossible to conduct any further peace talks. On the other hand, residents of Swat Valley view Pakistan, Pakistan military's decision to go to the negotiation table with the Taliban with suspicion as well. Locals have long held that the military has regularly reached agreements with the Taliban group at the cost of the safety and security of the people who reside in the region. The recent spate of attacks thus are being viewed as signs of the Taliban regaining control of the valley as the military turns a blind eye towards these developments. You can learn more about this in our recent Himal Brief, Talking to Tehreek-e-Taliban by Salman Rafi Sheikh. Now, moving on to our next segment, Around South Asia in 5 Minutes. On 18th October 2022, Pulitzer Prize-winning Kashmiri journalist Sana Mattu was prevented from flying to the US to collect her award for her coverage of the coronavirus in India as part of a larger team working for Reuters. This is not the first time that a Kashmiri journalist has been arbitrarily withheld from traveling outside the country by Indian immigration. In fact, at least four other journalists have been prevented from flying out of the country since the abrogation of Article 370 in 2019. These include Akash Hassan, Zahid Rafiq, Bilal Bhatt, and Gohar Gilani. The government has not provided a reason as to why Kashmiri journalists are not being allowed to travel despite proper doc- documentation and no pending criminal cases, which makes it difficult to not link these incidents to the systemic silencing of Kashmiri voices currently underway in India. In Pakistan, a journalist, Arshad Sharif, 49, was killed in Nairobi, Kenya on 23rd October by the Kenyan police in what it called a case of mistaken identity. The journalist had left Pakistan two months ago, in August, 
And the Don reports that the Kenyan police have given contradictory statements on the killing and some political parties in Pakistan have also called Sharif a victim of quote-unquote targeted killing. The Pakistan government has now made an inquiry committee to investigate the murder of the journalist. Thanks, Sana. I would also like to add that Sharif enjoyed great favor from his former employer channel ARY only a year ago before he was forced to resign when the relationship between the channel and the state soured following Imran Khan's ouster from the government. Following his resignation, Sharif had left Pakistan citing security threats to his person. ARY itself had enjoyed great state patronage during the heyday of Imran Khan's government when the relationship between the military and Khan's government were amicable. Following the fissures in those relationships, ARY has found itself on an uneven footing with the military as things currently stand. Sharif's death under these suspicious circumstances has sent a wave of fear among Pakistani journalists at large who suspect that this accident might have resulted from a refusal to do the bidding of the Pakistani military any longer. Over in India, the Indian Supreme Court prohibited the use of the two-finger test in rape cases, warning that those who continued the use of the test could be found guilty of misconduct. A two-judge bench comprising of Justices D.Y. Chandrachud and Hima Kohli said that the two-finger test being used had no scientific basis and re-victimized survivors of rape and sexual assault. The court said that it was patriarchal and sexist to suggest that a woman could not be believed when she states that she was raped merely because she's sexually active. In Myanmar, on the 23rd of October, airstrikes by the military aircrafts killed over 80 people and injured about 100 people, including singers and musicians and those attending an anniversary celebration concert of the Kachin Ethnic Minorities' main political organization, the Kachin Independence Army. So the Kachin News Group, which reported the casualties, said that government security forces blocked the wounded from being treated at hospitals in nearby towns. But the Myanmar military government's information office called the reports of high death tolls as rumors, and they denied the military had bombed a concert, claiming that there was only an attack on the headquarters of the Kachin Independence Army's 9th Brigade, and called this a necessary operation in response to terrorist acts. Um, so this part of Kachin state has been contested for many years by the military and the Kachin insurgents because of its jade mines. And there were fierce fighting in this area before and after the military coup last year. So commentators claim that this attack may be retribution or a warning from the military over the support the Kachin insurgents have been giving to other armed groups in Myanmar formed to resist the coup. There is a maritime border dispute brewing between the Mauritius and the Maldives. Uh, now, the contested area is the territorial waters of the Chagos Islands. Um, the Mauritius had made the claim that uh, Maldives uh, is planning to take 99% control over that territory uh, to the International um, Tribunal for the Law of the Sea. Um, the stake is more than 95,000 square kilometers of uh, ocean real estate. Um, now, the Maldives has responded saying that uh, the Mauritius has uh, no claim over the territory since it was part of the UK's uh, protectorate. Um, Ex-President Mohammed Nasheed also weighed in on the issue in a tweet stating that the historical and cultural evidence points to Chagos being a part of the Maldives. And now for our next segment, Bookmarked. 
तो दिस वीक आई वॉच द मराठी फिल्म त्रिज्या और लेकिन इंग्लिश इट ट्रांसलेटेड टू रेडियस बाय अक्षय इंदिकर एंड आई थिंक अगर यू ऑल्सो वॉच इट राइट Yeah, I did. I did. What did what are your thoughts on the film? Um, I really liked it. I felt like it was quite slow moving. Um, but ironically, it seemed to be like talking about like restlessness. And yeah, I kind of liked the way that it called people to kind of slow down a bit, which you know is definitely relatable in this fast paced world. Um, what did you think? Um. I I even even I liked the film and uh, you know the whole uh, idea of how they showed like a like a person from a village to go to a big city and then to navigate the city and the work and what like he or she is supposed to do in a city and uh, I could also uh, like relate to uh, like how the character is shown like questioning his being and people around it and how like you know the society is supposed him to behave or like you know to get married at a particular age now that he has a job and he has a earning and uh, what kind of you know how much should he earn so i also thought like the film was a commentary on god and believing in god you know like how he's shown in the beginning that uh, you know he writes horoscopes and uh, and then like i think at a point where he is in a discussion with his editor and he also says that you should write horoscopes more often and that his wife was happy that like something came to for her or like about what he had written in that horoscope and towards the end you know when he is shown in the jungle uh like a person he meets a person who says like you know you should find god and then he doesn't find like peace there as well वॉट डिड यू थिंक अबाउट लाइक यू नो देर इज अन वेर इज शोन लाइक लाइक एज इफ लाइक यू नो देर इज अ पाथ विच ही यूजली क्रॉसेज आफ्टर हिज ऑफिस एंड देर इज अ बेगर लाइक अ फीमेल बेगर हुज शोन एंड एट एट अ पॉइंट ही आई थिंक सॉर्ट ऑफ इमेजिन्स टू मर्डर हर I found that part, I was like a bit that was a bit jarring. I mean the whole movie is so like slow paced but I also kind of understood in a way what the filmmaker was trying to do i feel like there were ways that they were trying to insert like commentary about i mean he was feeling restless and dissatisfied but the people around him there were so many people who would die to be in his place yeah, like there yeah. were several characters yeah. like that and i couldn't decipher whether what the filmmaker was trying to do like what whether what the protagonist thought process was like this person is never going to be able to get ahead and i'm doing is it just like a kindness or is it that he's so frustrated with feeling dissatisfied that he just wants to commit a random act of violence <laughs> i was just like confused as to like which one it was um but yeah that part was like a bit jarring i what, think you what, know when uh, when he was shown in a jungle where he finds someone you know and he asks that like did you really commit a murder and then that person asks him that have you committed a murder and if you haven't committed a murder how do you know you know what 
like how do you know what it feels after that or before that and i think that sort of i think was signaling to that he had actually committed a murder like in his imagination i i don't know like I, that, that was the only point where oh, i thought that i didn't even yeah i didn't put that together but you're right like there is that that uh, dialogue between them i was just confused as like why is this happening out of nowhere and i was like is this him just like showing his restlessness i also like like the sound design and editing of the film like the way uh, like the director has tried to show what's going on in the you know like the main character's abdul's mind through like sound design and he's shown you know traveling through trains and roads and you know uh, how uh, they sort of uh, zoom in and out of audio from city to like you know when he is walking on like in that jungle so quite i quite like that as well Yeah the other things that i really liked were like they were kind of talking about what it's like to be a provincial reporter <laughs> and um, yeah. i found it some parts of that to be very i feel like a lot of like depictions of um journalists and reporting they are like they kind of glamorize it a little bit a lot of the time um and i like that it shows this kind of less glamorous aspect like you know what it's like to you know you're just sent on this press conference round and it's about like you know getting this shot and getting like writing a really punchy story to grab people's attention you know how the editor is saying we need meat we need like statistics to um get a meaty story and like make sure the picture is like this it really like um kind of shows the internal dynamics of newsrooms even though that's not the focal point of the story also like how much are the journalists paid and is it enough to sustain <laughs> you know you're living in a big city <laughs> that is a perennial perennial thing um i think all across the world and yeah definitely like like those parts which dealt with it as well and on that note that's it for this edition of south asia sphere do head to our website himalmag.com to see more of himal's work And while you're at it, check out our membership plans and support us. Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.